Hey, Guaz and Bags here of the Weekly Blizz, which is a Blizzard esports podcast created by fans for the fans of Blizzard esports titles. If you're enjoying the show, please consider supporting us by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash theweeklyblizz. You can donate a dollar, 10 cents, or $10, however froggy you're feeling that month or that week. Don't worry, the show will always be free and all patron proceeds will just go back into improving the show and improving the content and providing more content for you, the fans. Thank you and enjoy the show. We are with you, Winston. What is up? I am Guaz, joined always by the McCree main who can't aim. Bags, what's up, man? <laughs> Reach for the sky. I mean, didn't know McCree was uh, Woody, but. <laughs> uh, I mean, what's the difference, right? All right. Um, that was uh, that was good. I like that one. Yeah, I thought of it at work. I even had to make a note of it because I was going to forget it. <laughs> McCree main who can't aim bags is here surprisingly uh yeah you had a you had quite the weekend yeah i had didn't have power for like we i didn't have power friday yeah and then we did have power and we played D and then i didn't have power when i woke up saturday and then no power sunday and wait were you uh, out all saturday yeah. To Sunday? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought you had power back on Saturday, and then it went out again. No, I had... What happened was... What happened? is So, I, I got home at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning, exhausted, driving through a blizzard. Friday. Friday. And then I went to sleep. And we still had power at this point when I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up from my nap at like 1 o'clock, because, you know, after my second double, I never really sleep like I'm supposed to. I only nap. I, uh, I woke up, and we didn't have power. And for a couple hours, we were powerless. But then the power came back on, and I was like, oh, cool. Sweet. We're going to have, you know, not so bad. Yeah, yeah it's D&D. a blizzard outside, yeah. but we got power or whatever. So then we played D&D later that night, and that was fun. Yeah. And, you know, I went to bed and then I woke up the next morning and no power. So I caught the tail end of the Western Clash day one when I woke up, the very end of it. Um, I didn't have time to watch VODs that day and D&D. And mm-hmm. then I was going to watch day two and day three and then catch up on like day one, you know, today and tomorrow and it turns out no power saturday or sunday <laughs> so and uh yeah so that sucked um we finally did get power i got power literally like we were supposed to so we were supposed to do our rail maintenance inter- interview with row yesterday for for trolling mm-hmm. and uh had to cancel that i'm sorry we had to can- was supposed to do it friday before D. had to cancel because i didn't have power at the time 
And then we got power back conveniently. And then I got it literally 30 minutes before we, our rescheduled interview yesterday. Oh, wow. Craziness. Just yeah. in time. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so uh, fortunately I was able today to watch the grand finals, which was the most important match and I, I guess the most entertaining. Um, I was able to read a couple articles to kind of brush up, but uh, um, for the most part, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to put it out there for everyone. I did not get to watch a lot of the matches because I just was stuck in a blizzard. So, <laughs> so I I do know the results though. I didn't I didn't I don't care. I'll, I'll spoil it for myself. And I'm I'm more interested in watching the teams and kind of how they won and stuff like that and all the cool plays. Then you know I mean obviously not not knowing the result is is ideal, but I don't it doesn't ruin it for me. So I will uh, watch some more vods tonight and tomorrow to try and get it under my belt but yeah just uh you know heads up for the listeners i i only watch the grand finals the grand but i still have some thoughts and opinions on the results so how's your week dude um i mean it was fine up until today literally we're delayed recording this by an hour and a half because i was on the phone for an hour and a half with actually no like two hours total with best buy and my bank because of the 3d printer i bought so that was the thing. But yeah, D&D was fun on Friday. I got to kill off. Well, not really. But like I killed Torak. And don't worry, he was never supposed to really die. Unless you volunteered, then you were going to die. Uh, <laughs> I, keep tra- I, I keep trying to kill Bags. Like I want him to do stuff just so I could kill him. But it won't happen. He, he's not brave enough. He's, he's, a, he's a scaredy cat. But, uh, but yeah, so we did that. That was fun. Uh, you know, it was a pretty good session. We started late, but you guys got a lot got a lot accomplished, really. Uh, I still don't think you guys actually, like, your characters still haven't even re- truly met. Like, you're kind of just off doing things together. Well, <laughs> well, I think before, we, like, so I was thinking about it. The, the team has, uh, essentially, there's always, like, the starting zone, right? Like the starting town in an RPG before you go off onto yeah. the world map, like yeah, in Final Fantasy, you would do the, <laughs> you would do the, you would start off in the starting zone. That's funny. <laughs> uh, you would start at like in Final Fantasy, you start off in the starting town, and then after you beat that town, you, then you would go off and like get on the world map and decide where you want to go into the where you want to go from there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we finally reached that point, and here's where we're going to be able to actually take a breather because like. Essentially, the town, you know, like the town was under assault, and we did what we had to do. We didn't have time to be like, "Hey, hey, dude, I'm from like Pennsylvania, and you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, or anything like that." And I, I like chicken, but uh, <laughs> at least I got chicken. We didn't get, we didn't get to that part, but uh, we, I think we will now. We'll get to, you know, say, "Hey, you know, whatever, my name's such and such, and uh, you know, I, you, you really handled yourself well out there, or whatever." So. Yeah, uh, yeah, you guys will meet at some point but uh yeah then other than that saturday went to my friend's kid's birthday party uh so basically we played with nerf guns for a while because you know we're adults uh that sounds awesome yeah then sunday watched watched uh the western clash and uh yeah was yeah that was my weekend played some games did some stuff played some hots Tank some tanks, cocoon some noobs, you know, 
the use. But yeah, that was it. That was my week. Not very exciting. But yeah, you wanna? Let's move on. Is there any news? Let's. Is there any uh, news? Not, not that I know of. What? I did some research. I didn't find anything for Hots. No. Really. Boring, yeah. boring stuff. Uh, Overwatch, kind of the same, really. Uh, not really esports related, but Brigitte Lindhem was announced and revealed and in PTR already and nerfed already. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's the newest support. She's uh, Torbjorn's daughter. Uh, the the announcement video is actually it's really nice because uh, and they were like doing some stuff with. Um, like after action reports from Anna of a mission. And then there was a, a letter that Torbjorn wrote to his wife. So the after action report was Torbjorn was injured, but Reinhardt, you know, slid in and saved his life essentially. And then Torb was writing to his wife, like, Oh, don't worry. Yeah. He was basically acting like super nonchalant. Like, Oh, I lost my arm. It's fine. I'll build a new one. But anyway, Reinhardt saved me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I wanted to make him, the god the godfather anyway and i told him he could name the child so so yeah so that that's the whole thing and also i mean if, if you follow overwatch lore you do know that torb and ryan are really close and that um actually torb's daughter which is brigitte she uh she was like his squ- reinhardt squire kind of so yeah she's the newest support hero she wears almost like reinhardt style armor and she has a shield and a flail super cool you get to just chuck your flail at people and it heals and damages it's awesome and she has a stun with her shield and that's why they already nerfed her because she could one shot tracer and they're like oh you can't do that <laughs> so, why is that such a bad thing right then why do you guys keep buffing doomfist figure it out blizzard <laughs> but uh so yeah so she already got nerfs in the ptr they actually just released uh, a couple hours ago uh on dot esports they show they have an article showing all her skins uh that she'll be getting which are pretty cool i i mean i like them nothing like super flashy but yeah they're really cool there's one that's like torb related like his ironclad one it's really cool Mm -hmm. but yeah so can't wait to see i don't know how uh i don't know if overwatch league will then like let her play you know, like a week or something like that, or two weeks after she's alive, or if they'll wait to stage three. I don't know on that. So that I will need information mm. on. But yeah, so she looks. She looks like she's a lot of fun. I watched the yeah. uh, the the play. Not the, the, the someone basically bringing her into like the the shoot the target. Yeah, the practice range. mode. Yeah, yeah, and I and just test out her abilities, and she looks kind of fun. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I did. I hopped on when I got home from work that day. I hopped on ptr and uh yeah i was flailing the robots for a second though i actually forgot that she was a support <laughs> so i'm throwing my <laughs> shield up and i'm charging at the at the bots and like uh not one shine them but you know doing a good combo and then you throw their fl- your flail at their head and then i was like oh yeah i'm a support hero so she throws um it's actually cool so she throws shields at people kind of like how uh torbjorn uh uh can build armor, armor. yeah how he tosses yeah. armor so that's kind of what she does. That's how her healing works. But if all excess heal then goes as armor onto whoever she throws it to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think they showed like Roadhog could have, it could make Roadhog even harder to kill. <laughs> so that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, like a lot of people are calling her, I think it was like on Overwatch Central or something like that, or your Overwatch. 
Uh, they're already calling her the anti-flanked uh, support. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, which I mean is good because with the Mercy death, you know, it already changed the meta significantly in in Overwatch League. So now having uh, when whenever Brigitte can get Bridget, all right, whenever Bridget get goes live, um, uh, you know, like that would be interesting because it's gonna it, it it is such a huge change. So that'll be fun to see. I can't wait. So I guess slightly esports related because of that sense. And uh, yeah, the the two NA teams for contenders uh, like that were working their way through trials have been decided. I will get to that in uh, the results part. But yeah, so that's 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 good stuff too. Other than that, I don't have any more any more snooze. Well, I will say that Schizo makes a good point. I think she would be a lot of fun in Heroes. I agree. And they already got the flail animation yeah, with but, Johanna. Um, yeah, so. I mean, people are going to be like, they, oh, okay, they have two Johannas. Oh, no, wait. They, <laughs> honestly, they probably just make a, they'd probably just make a skin for Johanna to look like her because the shield's kind of like similar shape and the flail. Yeah. You know. Oh, but, actually – so something real. I, I, I at this point though, I already said Brigitte enough times. It's Bridget. Mm-hmm. All right, American ignorance. Um, <laughs> one of the devs of Paladins tweeted about her, saying that she looks like uh one of their, I don't know what they call them, heroes, champions, whatever. Uh, I think I think their name was like Ash or something. Which okay, you're already taking that from League. But so so he was like, is this the pot calling the kettle black or 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 then he reversed that saying also he's like i'm not sure which one it is <laughs> so it's kind of funny because paladins is basically a ripoff of overwatch um well in a way like in terms of their hero design and all that kind of stuff so yeah. it's kind of funny that then she does kind of look like one of their heroes but it's like don't even bother bringing it up all right you stole half your game from them so just uh you know stop <laughs> fix your, yeah. fix your life button. <laughs> but yeah so I, when i saw that i was like this is hilarious yeah that's it that's it that's it more All right. more xqc drama but you know okay yeah. let's uh let's do it dude let's dive in sweet it's high noon so in overwatch um there was actually so saturday was the day of four o's because every all three matches went four o it was new york versus uh houston and if this will load there we go two uh new york versus houston london four o'd philly and san francisco four o'd shanghai shanghai don't remember seeing gaguri play on saturday but still not playing her uh so yeah day of four o's but the best one, honestly, was New York versus, uh, versus Houston because it was the closest 4-0. So, and I'll, 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 I'll tell you the, the map results and you'll you'll see this. New York won Volskaya, 1-0. They won Lijang, 2-1. They won Kings Row, 6-5. And then Route 66, 2-1. The closest 4-0 that's happened. Not e- there was no stomp involved. It was just all out, yeah. all out no, battling. I, I understand. Yeah, f- first point holds, second point holds. It was insane. Um, 
I did. I I'll be honest though. I didn't get to watch this full match because as I was watching it, then I had to leave. So I was like, oh man, I gotta watch this later. So I was watching that on my lap on my MacBook, and then I had the HEC or the Western Clash up on my TV. So I'm like trying to watch both. And I'll admit it, for the first time ever, I was like, all right, Overwatch, you gotta shut off right now. Because <laughs> I, I, I had to watch Zealots versus, versus Dig. Um, but no, yeah, this was such an intense match, especially the King's Row one having to go 6-5 to five because they had to go into a, into a tiebreaker because so it's only a three-point map. Um, but yeah, so I think like this shows that I think Houston, they didn't play as well a couple weeks, like uh, last week in, during week one as, as they did in stage one. But right. st- even though they lost, though, to New York here, uh, it's showing that I think that they're honestly like our best hope as a Western team, like an actual Western team. Uh, I understand. A team with Western players. Right, yes. <laughs> even though yeah, New York, but yes, New York's entire team is Korean. So, yeah, actual Western, well, and European players in, in Houston. But, yeah, so I think that they're our best hope, and they've been showing it. I thought it was going to be Valiant. Uh, Valiant kind of dropped off, although Valiant did take a win over... Uh, I'll go over some of the other results on Friday. Valiant won 3-1 over Dallas Fuel, which that's where XUC drama came from. He said uh, because of the casting, you know, so... And, I mean, the casters will say, oh, I don't know why Taimu did this or Siegel did that or AKM did that. You know, it doesn't matter. Or on, on, or on any team, I don't know why uh Kareev did this or or you know like what are agilities they'll point that out if somebody messes up they're like ah you know why'd he do that looks like he messed up or he fat fingered something that's what they did about xqc just like every other player and afterwards i guess like, i guess he was like watching the vods or something xqc tweets that casting gave me cancer <laughs> really buddy <laughs> very mature like Oh my god! I think it was Belvedere over, you know, from the uh, over from Junker Town. He had a really good tweet about it. It's like, basically, like breaking it down. It's basically just be professional, you know. Um, and Monte Cristo then responded to him, which was great because he uh, they were just being super sarcastic towards each other. But I loved Monte Cristo's, even though he was being super sarcastic. I loved his points and his attitude towards it. So in a one v one fisticuffs i'll take monte cristo but it's like come on buddy fix your life uh soul 3-1 uh gladiators which i was surprised that the gladiators took a map off off uh soul uh considering how gladiators have been playing as of late uh boston 4-0'd florida that one was a, another surprise for me i thought florida would at least take it take uh at least a map or even two uh considering that the day before they took a map off of london spitfire and Boston hasn't been playing too great lately. They came off a 4-0 loss the day before on Thursday to New York. So I thought that this was actually going to be when Florida starts to kind of like get their footing with their new players and start to play more. One, they're not even playing. I think they're only playing one of their three new pickups. So I don't know what these teams are doing. Uh, like I said, New York 4-0 Boston. Houston also uh, lost again, though, 2-3 against Philly. That one was – basically, Houston had the good matches this week, <laughs> this past week. Uh, they lost 2-3, but again, having to go the to a, to a tiebreaker map on Ilios losing 2-1. But they they took the first two games, 3-2, then 2-0, and then they just dropped 
and Philly pulled off the reverse sweep. So I don't know what happened there with Houston. But like I said, even though they lost to New York then afterwards, uh, their performance was still just so good because they made New York work for their work for the win. So even though they, they went 0-2 this week, still wasn't as bad as, as it shows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it looks better than what it does on paper. Uh, Seoul 3-1 Dallas, LA 3-1 San Francisco, and Gladiators 4-0 Shanghai. So Shanghai still not winning anything. Here are the current results uh, for uh, the total of Stage two, uh, 1 and 2. We got New York at 14-12. and 12. So, uh, Yeah, uh, Seoul at 14. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's map one. Uh, New York at twelve and two. <laughs> so I was like, "What?" Seoul eleven and three. Then London and Valiant both at ten and four, and then Houston and Philly both at nine and five. So that's why that matchup was very important. And then Boston at sitting even at seven and seven. Then it drops off. Gladiators at six and eight. Dallas at five and nine. Shock at four and ten. Florida at one and thirteen, and Dragons at zero oh and fourteen. So. You know what's mind-boggling to me? Well, not mind-boggling, but really surprising to me is I didn't realize that, you know, I knew New York was in first place, and it was it's close, right? They're sitting at 12-2, and Seoul's at 11-3, and Mullen Spitfire at 10-4. and But their map difference is plus 30. I know. The closest team is the Spitfire at plus 21. Insane, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, the three Korean teams have the best uh, differential. New York, like you said, at 30, London at 21, then Seoul at 19. And then from there, from from Seoul, though, down, it doesn't drop too much. Uh, You got Houston at plus 17 and Valiant at 16. And then from there, it drops all the way. After that, it's the big (laughs) drop. Yeah. Philly at plus one, Boston at plus two, and then it gets into the negative. Shanghai Dragons at minus 43. Oof. (laughs) <laughs> at this point, do you think – no, I, I want to ask you. At this point, do you think the Dallas Fuel have any chance of turning it around? Hold on. Let me take a, let me, let me take a sip from my be... uh, sponsored Chick-fil-A drink here. Um, Not at all sponsored, but if you want to. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that they need to do that I don't want to say because I would love to have somebody <laughs> on the show. But there are a lot of things that they can do to turn it around because they are all some of the top players. Uh, they haven't played Taimu. Uh, they've been playing XQC as tank since Taimu switched over to main tank. So Coco hasn't been playing either. Um, and yeah, so Taimu mm. also, yeah, so Taimu role swapped and then hasn't been playing. They got two replacements essentially for Siegel and hasn't played, haven't played Siegel and they keep playing AKM even more than Rascal and AKM is, a really really good soldier and I'll and he probably is he is the better soldier of him rascal and Siegel but after that it's like the map differential drop off here because that's what it is for his soldier to his Genji and Farah play it is it's like the plus 30 to the minus 43 difference right there he, uh, understood. especially like when you have rascal and Siegel who Genji and Farah and Junkrat are their mains. And, like, they, the, when you say those names, those are the heroes you associate with them. But then you have AKM playing them in, instead of those two. So, if you're going to be playing a map that, you know, those heroes would be better on, and especially those two, their hero pools are obviously wider than just those three, 
put them in instead because they have the bigger hero pool. Um, so yeah, they've been doing that. Chips hasn't been playing. It's just been Harry Hook, Hedy Hook, and uh, uh, Custa. Custa. Yes, I was gonna say Coco again, and, and Custa, which are both obviously really good support players. And Harry Hook is you know god tier on whatever he plays, really. But it's interesting because. He's been playing more Mercy and Custa on Zenyatta. And Custa is an amazing Zenyatta, but when it comes to that aim, because you see Carry Hook on his soldier, you see his aim. I'd rather just put him on the Zenyatta, you know, and have Custa play the, than the, like, support support, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't understand what they're doing in their lineups and with their strategies. I just, I just don't get it. They're, lo- they, you know, they should have at least gone to a game five with valiant like if they were if they were still going to lose it should have gone to a game five because valiant's a great team but instead they got three one um yeah I, I, I there's like i said there's a lot that they can do that they're not doing to turn it around and i see kai kai then tweet afterwards he's like you know all this animosity towards me and the team and all this stuff and uh you know it's it's, it's crazy and uh, you know, some people just don't see like what what we're working on, but it's like, hey, listen, I'm all for trying new stuff, but you're halfway, oh, yeah, halfway through stage two now. If yeah. if if it if it's if it ain't working, man, <laughs> change it, fix it, do something. You know, it it, it comes to a certain point where you got to stop trying. I don't know, stop trying to change things. I guess maybe or like trying stuff that just that that is proven not gonna work. Right. Instead of bashing your head against the wall, try to do something else. You have 11 great players. Do something. So, yeah. And then Gaguri. It's, it's starting to look like it's a bunch of talent on the team that's just not. But that's it. You know, and, it's just a bunch of talent. And the thing is, too, cohesive. that they said is that they don't have a true shot caller. So sometimes watching them play, even even in the in the games that they won. Uh, like against Shanghai, which, okay, it's against Shanghai. But even seeing those games that they win, it's almost like watching quick play. Because since they don't have a true shot caller, and when you listen to their comms, not just when Overwatch League will, uh, after, a, after a map, they'll show like the like inside the comms, and it'll bring up then like the camera of all, all six players. And, you know, it'll play like uh, their, their, their comms uh, recording. But, right. uh, but, you know, like a, a, a lot of esports teams, they'll do like a kind of like behind the scenes stuff, like with their own videographers and stuff like that. And so it was in that, like watching one of their videos, uh, like on the Dallas Fuel YouTube, that you see that. And it's like they don't have a true shot caller and you listen to their comms. And seriously, it's like I've heard better organization playing comp in, in gold than sometimes what they're doing. So that's another thing I think that needs to change. And I like, so I don't know. I, I have a list of things they can do, but I don't know what exactly to like specify for them to like do right now. Not that it matters. I'm a lowly podcaster. So it's not like they'll listen. A lowly podcast. Yeah. It's not like my opinion matters, but Hey, maybe, Hey, Astro, you want another coach? Me. Hit up, me. Hit, hit, hit me up <laughs> at Sean mess at on Sean Twitter. Mess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Or the so, weekly at gmail.com. 
So let's take a look at next week, week week three. Are there any particular matchups that you you have in mind that that are can't miss prospects? Um, well, definitely not the Seoul versus Shanghai. Oh, that was another thing I want to say. I, I watched a video of Gaguri playing Brigitte. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. So she was uh she got hooked off the edge of the map and she quickly. And she even has like uh, uh, she has her camera pointing to her to her mouse, you know, since people accuse her of cheating. So she just quickly flicks around 180, chart like charges to somebody back on the point so that she doesn't die, and then turns around and kills somebody. I was like, what? Play this girl, <laughs> Shanghai. Figure it out. But yeah, so um, I would say looking at this. I would like to see how Philly actually keeps their momentum going against Seoul. Uh, I, I mean, I predict Seoul to win, obviously, but I've seen crazier things happen. But I want to see if Philly can actually keep their momentum going against, uh, you know, a top three team uh, yep. and, you know, obviously a top Korean team. So I want to see how they're going to do that. And then Houston versus Valiant, same day, uh, both on Thursday. Uh, Philly's at seven. Houston is at nine. Uh, that's another important match because they're so close in the standings. So I think I believe yeah if Houston wins I believe that'll uh, propel them to be even with Valiant and uh, and then that'll come to map differential in there and then yeah I think like those are honestly going to be probably the best matches of the of the week so on Thursday on Thursday knows the way yeah I'd agree with you I'm looking at it yeah. I'm looking at the schedule now yeah I mean. So well, the battle for we got the battle for LA on Wednesday as well. So that should be yeah, and uh, London versus Boston. That's a that's a matchup from the end of stage one. So, but Boston hasn't been playing as well as they were at the end of stage one. So yeah. I mean, if they can rekindle that, that would be awesome to see them come back. You're starting to prove you right. Finally, it just took a while. Yeah, I love being right. Love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> And then <laughs> Dallas versus Florida. It's like my new home state versus my favorite team. And <sighs> man, I'm going to move all that good stuff. Yeah. I'm going to move. Not really. Uh, yeah. So that's it for overwatch league contenders trials concluded. And our two teams NA teams coming into contenders are last night's leftovers. And one of us, Last night's leftovers actually one I didn't I didn't realize one of us. <laughs> Yes, thank you. I didn't realize that uh, last night's leftovers had Ajax and Dummy, uh both former energy players in RG. Uh yeah, I, I had actually been wondering what's like what Dummy's been doing, and then I saw him tweet out be like, uh yo, GG's bunny blasters, we now are guaranteed in. And I like misread the tweet. I was like, whoa, whoa, is Dummy on Bunny Blasters? So I got super excited, and I looked at it. I was like, wait, no, Bunny Blast is, is in last place. And then I realized I'm an idiot and don't know how to read. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so last night's leftovers, it's uh, Nlayer, okay, Reach, Kevster, N64, Decode, Ajax, Dummy, and Obazel. And uh, one of us has Carbon, Aether, another familiar name, but for some reason I'm blanking, so I'll, in a second, uh, waifu, Cher <laughs> Shoy, Sombrata, Dell, JKW, and Volskyler. JKW, name coming back. He was actually, uh, not, well, there was a lot of controversy around him because him and his brother 
were banned from CSGO for aimbotting. But uh, <laughs> do you remember that? Like uh, they they yeah, were on com- they were on complexity, and uh, yeah, there was like a whole whole thing. I believe it was yeah JKW and his brother. Hope I'm not wrong on that, but yeah. So yeah, but he's on this team now, coming into contenders. Uh, Kangarna and Renegades both didn't make it. They both finished at well, Kangarna finished at four and three, and Renegades at two and five. But it was actually interesting for one of us to make it because it was one of us, Fractal Esports, and No Clout all sitting at five and two. Uh, so it actually like came down to map differential for who made it in, and one of us had the, had the better record. They were plus fourteen, so they got to. They got to go in, taking home, let's see, both teams that made it in took home 2142 bucks. so it split six ways. That's like, I don't know, 50 bucks. But I'm um, no math major. But, hey, now they get to earn money in contenders, so good for them. There's a lot of names, a lot of, lot of, lot of solid names in, in contenders right now, which, yes. is, which is cool. Like, uh, Elk, formerly of Evil Geniuses, is, is playing for the Fusion University. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so uh, happy about Go- that, too. You mentioned Goliath is playing for the mm-hmm. uh, XL2, yeah, XL2 team. So there's there it's it's nice to see. Yeah. So, so yeah. A lot, so. Of, a lot of names bouncing around in there. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's just, Overwatch is so huge. I mean, yeah. the fact that you could have 12 – I mean, I guess you could say the same. If Heroes went to a completely global thing and they had to break it down from 24 teams – wait, 8 times 4, no, eight, 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 32 <laughs> teams to – 32 teams to 12, um, I guess you could probably say the same thing would happen. But still, it's just – it's incredible. So, Also, this guy's name's N64 over here on the Last Night Leftovers. Yeah. That's, a, that's a name I can get behind. Yeah, is that going to be our favorite team just because of that guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That and the picture of the hot dog with toothpaste on it—that's that's that's a win. <laughs> that's a win. Although I'm I'm not mad at the Mayhem Academy logo. It's the same thing as the Misfits, but it's the M A and it's like a it's like a like a pink ish. Yeah, I like it. Not mad at it. But yeah, so yeah, like you said, there are a lot of good names in here. So I think Contenders also is going to be like incredibly awesome to watch too because. We saw Envision and Fu play uh, previously in uh, tournaments that have been going on, such as a uh, Pit and uh, like Overwatch Pit and all that. So they are those rosters are really good. Then we get to see uh, I know Gods is coming is back on on I believe he's on Gladiators Legion. We have last night last night's leftovers, which have former pros on it. Um, so yeah, uh, so even down to here is going to be fun to watch. So Overwatch doing something right little worried that it might be i mean they do have it on different days than overwatch league but i don't know i'm gonna be, i don't know man i i have to clone myself or something so i can watch all that plus heroes plus arena plus yeah yeah Ooh, i bought a nest did i tell you and while they were installing it <laughs> i had arena up on my tv and it was my co-worker's uh fiance uh, he was installing it for me. He was like, what are you watching? I was like, nerds play video games. And he just looks at me and he just <laughs> laughed. And I was like, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, side note. Hey, that's my week in the life. But yeah, anyway, that's Overwatch. <laughs> I dig it. Dig it. All right, well, let's talk about Heroes then. Greetings, friend. Because Western Clash happens, so we do have oh, did it? quite... 
a bit to discuss in yes. that regards. Now, I can't provide as much information as I normally do, but I can pose some questions, share some hypotheses, and we can still look over the results. So, ultimately, Team Dignitas won the Western Clash. Yeah. They are the reigning champs of the Phase 1 Western Clash. They won in Poland last year in a thriller over Fnatic as well. That also went for full seven. <clears throat> they won 4-3 over the Zealots. They won due to the map advantage that they garnered from winning, going through the winner's bracket and winning that. I um, hate map advantage. Wait, actually, hold up. Because with map advantage, I thought then they only had to win... Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. It was a 3-3 three, three set yes, otherwise. Yes, yes, never now, mind. Now, a lot of people don't like the uh, M1 schizo triggering me right now. Uh, when... <laughs> Now, a lot of people don't like the map advantage because they would prefer, oh, you just get first pick and map pick, right? I think map advantage and, is dumb. But there needs to be some sort of reward for going through the winner's bracket. Yeah, you get a rest. Uh, there you go. No, you you play cold. I don't like that either. I don't like that at all. Um, so there needs to be some sort of sort reward for winning. Otherwise, you just go to loser's bracket and warm yourself up like the Zealots did. So... Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big like. Like I understand they 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 were tired, and I'm sure they were because it's a long grind, especially yeah. to land to play that many games in one day. Yeah. It's a long day. Caldor was saying eleven hours. I forget who he said he ran stream. into that Caldor uh, ran into like uh, in the break between matches, and you know they were going to the bathroom, and he ran into I forget who he said, but somebody from Zealots, and he was just like, "Dude, I'm dead. Like <laughs> I'm just so tired." So yeah. So. That's part of it, but uh, there is something to be said that they had a lot of momentum, and I think that works in your favor too. Yeah. So, um, but kudos to both teams. Zealots really showed up. Yeah, they and, did. And and it and it poses some questions uh, for Europe, but I will get to those in a second. The first thing I want to talk about is as I want to give a big shout out to North America. Yeah. Because North America hadn't beaten Europe in a since Nam in a series since 2016. Like I said, since Nam. I think maybe it was 2015. I might be since WW2. It's, it's been a long, long, long <laughs> overdue time. And Team 12 broke the mold, man. They beat Method 2-0, and then Temple Storm beat Zealots 2-0, and then Team Freedom got swept <laughs> by <laughs> Fnatic 2-0. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, but then Heroes hurt the number four North American seed. Beat method the the number three European seed. Many people, myself included, would have thought the second best team from Europe defeated them two to one in the losers round, sending e method home on day one. Yeah. Unfortunately, Team Freedom was also sent home on day one. They lost two zero to the Zealots, and it raised two questions for me. Are well, well, yeah, two questions. One, did Freedom hurt themselves by going to Europe? And, and boot camping there for a week before the clash because they went out without a single map when they were 2 owed by Fnatic and they were 2 owed by Zealots and arguably had the easier bracket to make it to the winner's finals. Now, it was very realistic for them to beat Fnatic and it was very realistic for them to beat the Zealots if they had gotten that far and had the Zealots won. Or if Tempo Storm won beating Tempo Storm. Team Freedom was a very strong team coming from North America. I was on the side of the camp that going to Europe would have only helped them. Yeah. Maybe it gives away some of their strats and helps them get drafted against in this tournament, but I was of the opinion that 
going to Europe was a good thing and that the other team is not going to Europe was a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, boot camping is, I, I mean, if if if, a, if an org can send a team to boot camp for any esport, they always do. So because it does help. So yeah, I'm, I don't know, I don't know how that uh, that backfired for them. I think. When did uh, Team Twelve and I Tempo think... and Hearthstone get there? Heroes are. Heroes, they they just a couple of days before the tournament. Okay. They stayed in North America. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they got there like Tuesday or Wednesday, gotcha. I believe Tuesday. So just enough time to uh, for jet lag to wear off and them to get used to it, and then they played. Correct. <laughs> Classic uh, NA. I will say that I kind of agree with, and and I and I hate going back on what I said, and I made the argument that. Going to last week, I made the argument that going to Europe to boot camp was a decision on Freedom's part to try and win the whole tournament. It was a long term decision. They were going to play against opponents that were better than them. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. They were. It was a decision you make <coughs> to ultimately make yourself a better team in the long run. Either win the whole tournament or maybe do better at home later and, and kind of learn from Europe and improve <coughs> and staying in North America to practice, to isolate yourself, not give anything away um, <coughs> and hide strategies. You okay there, bud? <coughs> My throat's dry. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, was kind of short-term thinking. Or you believe that you have the stronger meta and you don't want to give that to Europe. Now, turns out... Now, I, w- I won't say that North America had the stronger meta. Well, uh, you know what I will say? Actually, I'm a liar. I didn't get to watch the tournament, but, but I did get to read tweets. And North America had a better meta going into this tournament. Unfortunately, EU adjusted, and EU right now is, is still a stronger region um, in general. So they were able to make that adjustment, adapt, and... And defeat the North American teams. But coming into this, North America had the upper hand because they, we, for the first time in a long time, had this stronger meta. And it forced Europe to adjust. And they weren't prioritizing Maev, from what I understand. And that really hurt them. Yeah. It's the reason why Method got knocked out very quickly. Yo, also, side note, Schizo, I just watched that clip. Bags, have you seen it? Of no. Schwimpy just. Uh, when that when Heroes Hearth came over to shake their hands, he was just like, "Nah, <laughs> it's Arthur." Uh well, you know, <laughs> buddy. Sorry, giving you take. Sorry. Um. Well, anyways, <clears throat> it's Shrimpy though. So, kudos to North America yeah. on that happening. I don't know. Well, actually, let me ask how that happened. Let me ask this question though, based on like what you said. Set. Like, you think like maybe that freedom, <clears throat> you know, yeah, as this uh being a long term decision and. You know, if they lose, they'll come back stronger for for NA. Do you think that, that that they will, considering that they went out in the first day and lost? They didn't take a single map? No. No, I don't. I, they, they didn't play enough games to really develop. Yeah, so you think that no matter what, it just, it just hurt them. I, I mean, I'd have to agree with you on that because, yeah, they didn't take anything. No, they, they didn't get any. I mean, it's 
Well, it's interesting because so in the their first Western Clash last year, they went to the the second Western Clash, but it was the first Western Clash from Team Freedom. Mm-hmm. They came back a much stronger macro team. They were a team known for their strong team fight in North America, but not known for their macro play. They left that tournament with a very strong sense of macro that they learned from Europe, which is notorious for its incredible macro play. Right? Mm-hmm. They uh, Europe knows how to control the map, and and Freedom became the EU version of that for North America. Like they became, they became a very macro oriented team that was, you know, obviously still a strong team fighting team. Uh, I don't know that th- we, it's too early to say, but I don't know if they're going to take anything away from this tournament because it was so, well, that was also a different, they were just so freedom, handily though. beaten in all their matches. Right now. Um, it was slightly different. I mean, it had Dainsky and Kira on it. That was, that's the difference. This one has Lutano and Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, but this team is still really strong. Right. And, I mean, Team 12, yes, beat Method, but they were resoundingly beaten by Dig, and then they were resoundingly beaten by the Zelds, so it's not like they <coughs> they, they did significantly better. Mm-hmm. I think Method just kind of came unprepared for the Maya of meta, and they didn't adjust at all. Would you say that uh, they were not prepared? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, the other thing is... Uh, Schizo makes a good point. Zugs never really looked good on Stitches. Uh, you know, the cow is his hero. Um, and then the other thing he has is he struggles. It seems like he struggles at international events. I was reading all this also on Reddit. He gets isolated a lot and burnt down um, at these at these big international events. So we'll see. Um, anyways, my my takeaways. Now, to, to circle this back here, I had some things. Has NA closed the gap based on these results? I think so. I think Tempo looked really good. Uh, from what I have read, that they they're the big the big three that we were concerned about not playing well together played exceptionally well together and provides a lot of flexibility for that team that teams aren't really able to handle it and they're all exceptionally good at the roles. Um, is Zealots the second best team in Europe right now? Are, are you asking or just yeah, pos- I think just so. proposing the question? I'm, I I I am posing the question and we can deliberate and i'm going to say i think so because mm-hmm. i watched that grand finals and they looked exceptional yeah and now it's a it was a fairly new roster that they, they lost a lot of pieces it was a little bit of a revenge game for them because they were facing poyuk who's now on dignitas who was formerly of their squad they looked exceptional can they maintain that when they get back to europe in the regular season i don't yeah. know but they looked really good also did you see poyuk uh, timeout. Like, like, uh, pause the game. While, as they won it, BM bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the observer quickly unpaused it. Yes. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> also, Fnatic did not have Quacknix. That's a good point, and I didn't bring that up. Yeah. So Fnatic got sick. Or sorry, <laughs> Quacknix got really sick at the beginning of this line yeah. and had to bow out. And they played with a sub. Uh, Sonic Beast or however you say his yeah. name. Uh, it, was, it was the number one EU GM, and he played exceptionally well. Made some really, really great plays. And in the and in the beginning of the tournament, they got away with that. Now, my buddy Rosai, who played with us in uh, Creators yeah. of the Storm, Gloss, wrote a fantastic piece that's on the Trolls.gg website right now. And I have to check that out. He 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 made a point that they played really well in the beginning of the tournament. But as they got up against the stiffer competition, the, the lack of shot calling that Quacknix provides and mm-hmm. leadership and drafting was sorely missed. Yeah, and you could, I mean, you could definitely see it. And also, so he's the number one EU GM 
Sonic. Yeah, and he and I ha- again I haven't seen the matches, yeah. but from what I've read, dude made plays. Yeah, like Schizo's saying it now. He was god. I th- well, I, and I, I'm I and, at his... and Ganja was messaging me on my phone, and I, and he's like, dude, we got to talk about this dude. He was so good, you know, blah blah. And I'm like, I just. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm going to try and work my way backwards through these VODs now. The next one up is Temple Storm Zealots, and then Temple Storm Dig, and then I will work my way back. Well, maybe and that'll try and get uh, through all of them. Yep. But. Maybe that'll help him get on a on a good team next next split because his team right now. I'm I'm, lo- I'm looking at him up on Liquipedia. He's on. Uh, I don't think he's even. No, he is he on an open division. He's on an open division team, but he is. he is. But they're in tenth. Oh. By like well, we'll by like a lot though, but um. Well, top eight make playoffs, so oh, it's, okay, okay. they've got. But yeah, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> what happened to Team Freedom? We already discussed. And what can we expect in both regions now, heading towards the midseason brawl? Well, Europe gets to send an extra team, so they'll be sending three teams to the midseason brawl instead of two. America, America, North <laughs> America is only going to send two. And they will be fighting tooth and nail for those top two spots. Yeah. It's going to be Tempo Storm, Team Freedom, Team 12, and possibly Heroes Hearth duking it out. Heroes Hearth. Or, I mean, I... No, nah, I'm not going to say Gale Force. Hero, <laughs> it's going to... So, we're going to say... Uh, we'll put it this way. Let's lock in Tempo Storm. I think they're the best team in North America. I think that's safe to say. And I think as the season progresses, that team's just going to get better unless they implode. And I don't expect it to. Because it would have... We'd see the cracks already if that was the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got some egg in my face because <laughs> I said they were going to be a third-place team. Now it's Team Freedom, Team 12, and Heroes Hearts duking it out for that next spot for the midseason brawl. And it's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, hey, egg on my face too because I was like, ah, oh, Tempo's going to get knocked out. And they took third. So, yeah, this new Tempo roster, I mean, they did show up. So... I got my face too. And that's the reason why it was put together the way it was. So we'll see what that means for future roster swaps Mm -hmm. if this works out and how that's going to happen. I mean, yeah. Um, And Europe, it's the top three. And I'm going to pull up the, the standings real quick. Yep. As you do that, we're looking at adding into the. We're looking at Dig, Fanatic, Method, Zealots. Those are pretty much the top. Those are the top four, and they're competing for the top three spots. Dig, you can lock them in. Now, Fnatic gets Quacknicks back when he's healthy. Probably lock them in too. Method really let us down, and this was a team that was starting to improve toe, and going toe to toe with Fnatic. And I thought it was pretty much the second best team in Europe. Zealots got off to a rocky start, playing a lot better now. Yep. Have beaten Fnatic and Dig and method i believe i think they've beaten all three teams ahead of them let's pull that up real quick let's see let's see let's see results and now do you think that the way zealots played here because remember at uh the final week of play that you know we weren't sure like i I mean i was saying i think zealots outplayed dig and you agreed to an extent where you're like oh but maybe dig was just holding back so i think like now after this, this really is showing that you know Zealots at that point. No, Zealots is really yeah, good. Absolutely, they definitely they, they're on fire. Whatever they've they've done, they've gotten. They got that a lot. They better. got that Michael Jordan secret juice. It was just water. Apparently, um, I'm I'm saying it's. I think Zeal. I I don't know. I don't. I really believe in that method roster. 
<laughs> and, you know, it's Schizo makes a funny point. Quackenix did get sick at the. He got was it BlizzCon he got sick at as well? Uh, and... yeah, right before. Well, like before, or was it the Clash? No, I, I, I don't know. It was I like before up. BlizzCon, so it was the matches to actually get into BlizzCon. Is what he yeah, was. Yeah, that's sick. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone was getting sick, so. But do you think? Um, anyway, should question his job security. I mean, no, I don't think so. I but I think it's a little, it's a little more tongue in cheek. Yeah, but uh, I think Sonic definitely got a point for himself, though. I think that I can't predict who the top three from Europe are going to be to go to the midseason brawl, and that it's going to be competitive as hell. And I just Europe is so much fun to watch because yeah. of that reason. It's so, no, good. yeah, it's for sure, such a great region. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. So this week we've got we're we're off from HGC. Nothing going on. But the following week, we've got the Eastern Clash. And the teams are decided from that. So we've got Lowly Meow from Taiwan. The number one <laughs> seed from China will be Super Perfect Team. The second seed will be The One. The third seed will be Challenge. Uh, so that's how the Chinese stepladder playoff broke down last week. The One were able to defeat Challenge and take that second seed. Tempest is the number one seed for Korea. Ballistics number two. KSV Black, the number three. And Blossom is the number four seed from Korea. And we will get to see all these teams play against each other at the Blizzard E Stadium in Taipei. Oh, is that where it on is? March, right. Starting March 16th, this next weekend. So, um, And with that, that's kind of all I have for Heroes, unless you have anything. No, I was just going to say, um, I put in the show notes the the, the link that Skato put. It's, um, it's a tweet from ESL. It just says sportsmanship. It's actually really good. It's So after... Uh, uh, after the tempo and fanatic game, you know they're as they're shaking hands, they're just praising Sonic basically. Even like especially Som and uh, when Glau gets up to him, he's just like the way he shakes his hand, then he puts his his uh, his other hand like on his shoulder. It's like, you know, dude, you beasted us. <laughs> you know, um, Fan was the only one that was just kind of like, all right, good job, man, whatever. But <laughs> everyone else was yeah. So that's really cool. I think he definitely uh, did prove himself. Uh, I would like to know more though about. So yeah, I know that he's the number one uh, GM there. GM in Europe, but yeah. I mean, heck, in Overwatch League we see AKM and Rascal on Dallas, and they don't even have their names on their jerseys until week two. This dude had his own Fnatic jersey already. So what was going on there? <laughs> I don't know. Conspiracy. Uh, so. <laughs> Before we transition away from here, Schizo raises a good point. Does anyone take a game off Tempest? Uh, listen, man, they've been playing like... Thunder Kitties. They've been playing exceptionally well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still... I don't... I'm just... I can't buy into the Tempest hype just yet, all right? Come on! Uh, KSV Black wins that tournament. I'm calling it now. It's happening. I am going to eat my words... I probably, probably, but I'm calling it now. All right, moving on. Moving Let's on. talk about Hearthstone. Welcome back. Okay, let's see what's happening in Hearthstone. Nothing. Nothing too exciting. But, I mean, we've got some tournaments coming up. So, uh, up, uh, let me see. Not What is the date? So, this weekend is the World Electronic Sports. It's. I got you. I, I got you, dude. So we got HTT Toronto, uh, March 9th to the 11th. So that's coming up this weekend. We've got the World Electronics 
cyber games, sports games, uh, the conclusion of the 2017 uh, happening in 2018, <laughs> uh, March 10th, through... yeah, the World Electronic Sports Games. Uh, I, the... Hearthstone is the only one that does I that know, too. It's... They have their World Championship in January. I know Come it kind of chaps my buds because it's it's stupid, but uh. 31 players will be partaking. It's happening in China, and it's a $300,000 prize Yeah, pool. seriously. Let's go sling some cards, bruh. Let's, yeah, let's go man. win some 300, 300K. Uh, we do have a couple, uh, you know, no names from America. We got Frozen and Dog and Luffy. So hopefully they, you know, they make us proud. Professor Oak is playing again uh, from the APAC. Yeah. Oh, I got my. I, I've got the guy I'm cheering for right here, Mister Lego. Or pork my pig. Yep. I. <laughs> Oh, it's great, man. It's great. Well, I mean, it's Hearthstone, right? So, goes by quick. Um, so we've got Proving Grounds Week 2 coming up, to, starting tomorrow, uh, March 6th. Uh, let me pull up the link real quick. It's kind of like the qualifier to qualify for the Mythic Dungeon Invitational, right? No, yeah, seriously. Um, <clears throat> so it's uh, Week 2. Team, there'll be, it'll be the, the, basically the things for the, I can't think of the word right now. Anyways, teaming explosive fortified. That will be what you are oh, competing the, um, with. Yeah. Aff things. Affixes. The affix. There you go. There you go. The affix. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's basically your goal is to complete. We've gone through this before, but basically uh, your goal is to complete a total of five level 23 mythic keystone dungeons over the two weeks. Keep in mind the following. Your group must have the same five players for all five runs. You can't swap in another character. Duplicate dungeons won't count. So make sure you tackle a variety. Runs must be completed within the Keystone timer to count. <laughs> all right. You sound like the like when they do all the legal jargon at the end of a commercial, but you can't understand it. <laughs> that was you. Point taking. <laughs> uh, EU Arena Cup number three took place last yeah. week. Ooh, it was won by Skillcap Black. Yeah, four to two. But, over 85% in the best of seven. But what was cool, well, I guess cool, like interesting, crazy about it was... So if eighty five percent won, they would have been, they would have been like, higher position, like higher higher uh, spot in the ranking. But since they lost, there actually had to be a tiebreaker. For this, it was insane. Which eighty five percent then lost three to two to reformed. But yeah, they were both sitting at uh, at fourth fifth. So they actually had to do a tiebreaker to to see who would, uh, to actually get the proper, rankings for point, point. Distri distribution. No kidding. Yeah, cause that, actually, while they were installing my nest, I was like, 
ooh, what? Because I heard them say, I was like, oh, okay, it's over. And then I heard them say, uh, the tiebreaker. I was like, yeah, you you, you do you install my nest. All right, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah. Looking at it now. Very interesting. Yeah. So, and this <clears throat> looking at the top five in the standings right now, you're looking at, in Europe, Skillcat Black, 440 points. XRB to the moon with 340. Ascend it with 220. Reformed in fourth due to tiebreaker with 172. And 85% in fifth with 172 points as well. Yeah. Next week, you can look forward to North America Arena Cup number three, starting on the 7th and concluding March 11th. I'm sorry, this weekend. I said next weekend, but I mean this weekend, because <laughs> today's the 5th. <laughs> All right. Um, ooh, also this weekend, in the reason that we are all here at the World Electronic Sports Games, there'll be some StarCraft 2. $400,000 yeah. prize pool. Jeez Louise. Yeah, you better learn your game. You better raise your APM. <laughs> Just to control some Zerg and Terran? Come on. Well, don't forget about the Protoss. Yeah, forget the Protoss. But 200k for the winner. Uh, heck. Yeah, yeah, you know, those uh, a- Asian Asian uh, eSport athletes, e-athletes, are all about the big prize pool. It's true. That's why. That's why. It, hey, while I have you here, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at BagsHGC. I tweet often. I tweet furiously. And I tweet pictures of my dogs. And people love dogs. So give me a follow. Um, I also stream on twitch.tv slash bags. And something I want to mention. Um, so listeners of this show might also listen to like the Gankbush Squad or Trolling HGC or the Nexus Trolls. Uh, Daz and Fringe, uh, leaders of both of those groups, are starting a podcaster's Heroes League. It's Monday nights. Um, there's about, th- I think, six teams that got together uh, right now. And you just basically play one game a night. Or I don't know if it's a best of three or if it's just one game. I think it's just one game. And uh, and that's it. And you, it's just Monday Night League. It's going to rotate. And it's just like a for funsies, like little custom game league so if you're free on mondays after we record the weekly blizz that will be happening um i currently i am currently not participating daz asked if i would captain a team but i don't think i can pull it off because typically uh mondays i head over to spoodles after we finish recording here so no it's listener listen podcasters and listeners jointing together to make a little you know, the listeners of the shows, you know, they're and the podcasters. So feel free to uh, reach out to Daz and be like, hey, get me on a team Monday nights. I'd love to. Bush League is about to happen, by the way. Oh, is it starting tonight, Schizo? Am I am I that bad with late on the news? Daz literally asked me to cap on a team Friday, so I'd be surprised if it's about to happen if it's happening already tonight. But yeah, they're calling it Bush League, which is oh yeah, it's being set up right now. All right. Yeah, I understand. So, peace out.